Welcome to the It's Okay to Be Awesome podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca and Anne. In the previous episode, we talked about our power to create our reality and how our mind thinks in pictures. We also learned other cool things about our minds, like whatever you say, your brain says, okay, and to say it the way you want it. On today's episode, we'll be talking about beliefs, what they are, and the huge impact they have on us. To begin, let's talk about tar. And no, we're not talking about tar like pavement. It's T-A-R. Let me explain. Imagine a gigantic puzzle that has three large pieces. The first piece has the letter T on it for thoughts. The second piece has the letter A on it for actions. And the last piece has the letter R on it for results. Everything you've ever experienced or created has had all three of these pieces. For example, in order to get dressed this morning, you first had to think, I'm going to put on some clothes, or I want to wear my favorite shirt. The action was then to put on the clothes, and the result is that you're not naked. Yep, it's good to put clothes on. Especially in the winter. But the point is, if we change our thoughts and actions, we change our results. Let's apply TAR to a common belief people have, like, I can't do anything right. Let's break that belief into the three TAR puzzle pieces. The thought is, I can't do anything right. The action is telling yourself over and over that you can't, focusing on failing and getting it wrong, not even trying something because you believe you can't do it right, and so on. The result is not achieving what you'd like to achieve and instead feeling badly because things never work out for you. Whatever we believe, we prove right. Because we create from our words, we can really create anything. This is tricky if we're unaware of it, but very exciting once we are. We don't have to be limited to our past. We are the creator of our own lives. Let's put TAR to practice in our own lives. Take a moment and notice what R's or results you have in your life. Perhaps some are worth celebrating, whereas others need work. Notice your R, your result, and work backwards from R to A to T. Let's say, for example, that your result is not being able to skate. When you look at your actions, maybe they are saying no when you get invited to go skating with your friends, avoiding activities like pond hockey, and never setting foot on the ice, ever. In other words, total avoidance. Now look at your T, your thought. Perhaps it's been, I'm a terrible skater, or I can't skate. The more you think that, the more you create it to be true through your actions. This was the reality of a friend of ours named Andy. When he learned that he could change his R by changing his thoughts, he flipped the I can't skate and started saying I can skate instead. At first, he didn't believe it, but he kept saying it to himself. After a few days of his new declaration, he saw that his actions began to change. He stopped avoiding pond hockey with his neighbors and even asked his dad to bring him to the free skate at the local rink so he could practice skating. With his new actions, Andy started to notice some changes. He was slowly but surely getting better. Because he kept declaring, I'm a good skater, soon enough, his actions turned into that result. He could skate now, and he liked skating. 
Life was no longer happening to him. It was happening through him. Now, it's your turn. What is an R, a result, in your life that you'd like to change? Examples of TAR we've seen with kids and clients have been amazing. One girl in our It's Okay to Be Awesome program, Juliet, was a really passionate snowboarder. She'd recently started competing and decided that the R she wanted to achieve was landing a really big jump. So instead of thinking it was too big or too hard for her or impossible, Juliet made her tea, I am going to land this jump, which led her to practice every day. And yes, you guessed it, within a very short time, Juliet was landing those jumps with her snowboard like a pro. Before she knew about tar, she wasn't even willing to try. But with this tool, she was able to focus and create what she wanted. What about you? Decide on your new R. It doesn't have to be something big either. It can be anything that'll make you feel better, like learning a new skill, practicing more kindness towards yourself or others, and so on. Then ask yourself, what are some actions that will get me there? Also, sometimes the best way to find your new R is to notice when you're feeling stuck. In our It's Okay to Be Awesome program, we actually have a saying for when you're feeling down or overwhelmed and stuck, and it goes like this. When you're stuck in the tar, look at your R. This is because sometimes when we're overwhelmed or feeling low, we don't know why. Sometimes there's no external event or obvious reason we can see that's contributing to us feeling the way we are, so we don't know how to make ourselves feel better. Deciding to look at our R when we're feeling stuck in the tar helps us actually identify our current situation and what could be making us feel upset. For example, the R or situation you're finding yourself in could be that you're sitting alone at lunch and feeling sad. Identifying the R, in this case, sitting alone and feeling lonely, can help you notice what actions led you to that result. Like, for example, choosing a table in the corner of the cafeteria, not initiating conversation with anyone that day, or maybe your body language has been closed, or there were no available chairs near you. You can then decide on a new thought or tea, like, I am a great person to be around, or I make friends easily. Then you can start to take new actions to get the new result. If ever your R is that you're feeling heavy or low, you can look back and see what actions led to that R. Like for example, maybe you're not sleeping enough, or you're not eating well, or you've been spending too much time in front of a screen, or not getting enough fresh air. In that case, you can now choose new actions and make small changes to see if your energy level and mood improves. Or if you've been feeling low and have tried to solve something alone, perhaps your new action step is to reach out for help. Regardless of what's going on now, know that a new result is always possible. Changing your thoughts and actions will get you there. So what's the new result you'd like? What is your new thought? Write down that thought, make it a daily affirmation, Say it every single day and believe it to be true. Anyone can attest to the fact that you can get any result as long as you take consistent action toward it. Now we can use the tool TAR as a map for consistent action. And while we can use TAR to make positive changes in our life and to create exciting goals consciously, it's important to note that underneath the surface, we're also creating unconsciously. Let me explain. We have two operating brains, the conscious and the unconscious. 
For instance, when we learn how to ride a bike, at first we have to think about our every move. Bike riding is conscious, but as we practice and gain experience, our riding shifts to our unconscious mind, and then we can just do it automatically. This happens because riding a bike becomes a natural skill that no longer requires conscious thought. Taking this into consideration, we're going to now uncover some unconscious beliefs and how they're the main drivers of our lives, steering most of our experiences without us even being aware. Here are some common core beliefs that many people have deep down. I'm a bad person. I'm not pretty or good-looking. I'm not good enough. I can't be myself. It's not safe to trust. For example, though someone may have the intention of being in a loving relationship, if they have the belief deep down that they don't deserve to be loved, they may expect to be rejected and always worry that the person is going to abandon them. This could show up as clinginess, jealousy, or having a guard up and not truly letting anyone in. This happens when you think you're asking for what you want, but your internal energy is actually resisting it, unconsciously pushing it away. We've been socialized for hundreds of years to believe that the body is separate from the mind, but that's just not true. Women's health expert Dr. Christiane Northrup says that to change the outcome of your health, you need to change the consciousness in your head. She recognizes that Western medicine not only leaves out the connection between the mind and the body, but more importantly, the effect of consciousness and belief on the physical body. Your beliefs and your thoughts rule your life. They rule your mental and physical health. So let's get serious about them. Beliefs aren't something that just we, the new generation, have. As we've seen, lots of our limiting thoughts come from our parents and their parents before them. But what is different is that we have an understanding that they did not. Not only are we able to see the beliefs and not identify as them, we also are starting to take power over our lives and to do something about them. Now we don't have to blame anyone for holding us back or believe anyone else's beliefs about us. We get to choose. Our thoughts create our realities. Our thoughts. As we have learned in the last section, some of the beliefs we hold have led us to make powerful decisions and feel good, while others have not. And as we have also seen, we commonly feel shame for having beliefs that hold us back. It is that shame, that self-judgment, that we're going to work with here so we can more easily surrender the things and beliefs that we don't need or want. It will be helpful to start by understanding how our beliefs begin. Again, a belief is simply a word or statement that was repeated until it was believed. Like we saw, repetition of anything results in us programming our mind to create it. Because beliefs are just words, and because they are often grasped onto unknowingly, Rebecca and I have a lot of compassion for their origins and see every belief as innocent. And here are three reasons why. Number one, sometimes beliefs are overheard and are not about us at all. I once worked with a client who was always struggling with money. She worked and worked, but no matter what, no matter how much effort and overtime hours she put in, she always had more expenses than money to pay for them. Even if she seemed to be okay financially for a minute, some large expense would always pop up. She was feeling really trapped and couldn't do any of the things she wanted, like travel, take art lessons, 
or have the sense of peace that comes with knowing your needs are met. One day I asked her, did she even like money? Her answer was, no, money ruins lives. Following that very obvious statement of a belief that was undoubtedly standing in her way from having the life she really wanted, we did a type of regression therapy through hypnosis, where she went back to the moment where she decided that. Accessing this memory, she remembered hearing a couple fighting about money and ultimately breaking up. She'd always assumed it was a fight between her now-divorced parents and internalized that money ruins lives. However, when taken back to the actual event, she realized that the people she thought were her parents were actually people on TV, in the next room. Her memory wasn't even accurate, but it had ruled her life. Reason number two. Sometimes beliefs are passed down. In addition to the bombardment from society surrounding ideal body images, many women grow up with mothers who encourage certain acceptable looks. My grandmother always obsessed over her body weight and polished physical appearance. If she didn't look perfect, she didn't go anywhere. When asked if her mother was the same way, she said, yes, and her mother too. Now realizing where the belief came from and that it wasn't fact, my grandmother had the freedom to believe she was deserving of love regardless of how she showed up in public. And reason number three. Sometimes we take things personally when they're not actually about us at all. Sometimes, if mom comes home from work and doesn't smile at us right away, we might think we've done something wrong. Or if dad is frustrated about his hockey team losing, he may not give us the attention we're desiring and we may interpret that he doesn't love us. It's a very powerful thing to remember that other people are entitled to bad moods and bad days, and that someone else's mood is about them, not you. As you can see, misunderstandings which lead to negative self-beliefs that shape the direction of our lives can happen easily. Knowing this, and that we get to choose what we believe to be true for us, helps us to be empowered. Here's a story about our friend Chloe and how she went from being the clumsiest girl in the world to living the life of her dreams. She's a great example of how to take life into your own hands. Chloe was a happy-go-lucky little girl who loved to play outdoors. One day, while running around, she tripped and fell. She fell so fast that she broke her leg. Ouch! Chloe then had to go see her doctor, Dr. Foote. While she was in the examination room, Dr. Foote asked her what happened. And when Chloe told him, he looked at her very seriously and said, You are the clumsiest little girl in the whole wide world. Chloe's little heart sank when she heard this. Oh no, she thought. I guess I'll just have to accept it. So as the years passed, Chloe continued to be clumsy. Because she believed she was too clumsy and was afraid of getting hurt, she started to walk very slowly. She was always looking at the ground, and her posture started to curl. When she did try to run, because she did love to run, well, because she was clumsy, she would always fall. And by the time she was 11 years old, she had broken 11 bones. Then one day, when Chloe was a grown-up, she was in a leadership conference with lots and lots of other people. The person who was leading the conference asked everyone to think about something they were once told about themselves that they ended up believing. Chloe's memory brought her back to Dr. Foote's examination room, and the words, You are the clumsiest girl in the whole wide world, played over and over in her head. The person on stage then said, What if it wasn't a fact? 
but just words. What if beliefs are just words that we choose to believe, and so we can change them at any time? Chloe thought about this and decided that she wanted it to be true. She decided that this doctor's words were just words and that she could change how she felt about herself. She then decided she wanted to change the belief from I am clumsy to I am elegant and graceful. Chloe then started repeating these words to herself over and over and started to act as if they were true. In time, Chloe stopped looking at the ground when she walked and started to look forward. Her posture improved and she started to feel more confident. She also started to jog and then run. And then one day, she signed up for the Boston Marathon and completed it twice. Chloe Masters now speaks on a stage in New Zealand showing other people the power of their words and how they can achieve anything they want. It's Q&A time. Here are some questions sent in by kids like you. Question number one. My mom says that her family is bad at math. Is this a belief or a fact? Not being good at math is a belief. What started as a belief may have become true in time because everyone in your family believed it to be true and therefore took actions that led to that outcome. Even if most members of your family have decided that they aren't good at math, they can change this result by first changing their thoughts and actions. Most people simply don't think they can change something, so they don't. But remember, our words create our reality. If you think you can or can't, you're right. Question number two. If my thought or belief is, I'm not good enough, what are some actions I can take to change that? You can write, I am good enough on a post-it and stick it to your mirror and say it daily while looking in the mirror at yourself. You can have compassion for yourself for feeling that way and be gentle and loving to yourself. Being loving can look like saying kind things to yourself, being patient with yourself, doing an activity that makes you happy, doing something that makes you laugh or relax. When you're being loving to yourself, you are treating yourself like you deserve love and therefore like you're good enough. Other things you can do are notice and celebrate your qualities and strengths and the things that you do well. You could even start each morning by listing three things you're grateful for. This can help you notice the good around and inside of you. It's time for life work. So since we know we can toss away limiting beliefs and create new ones, let's do that. Here are some common beliefs that people have about themselves. I'm not smart. I'm not good at sports. I'm a bad friend, person, brother, or sister. I don't deserve to be loved. Nothing ever works out for me. Question number one. What's a belief you have about yourself that you would like to change? Take a moment to think about this question. And when the podcast is over, write it down in a journal. Question number two. What's the new belief you will create instead? And there you have it. You have the power to create anything you want. Thanks for joining us for this episode. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Anne. And remember, it's, it's okay, okay to be awesome. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute so you ain't gonna stop me now. Sky's the limit and you only got a minute so you ain't gonna stop me now. No way, no how.